0: You are listening to the One of us.net Podcast Network. One of us needs and appreciates all your support.
1: Hi, welcome to the Screener Squad. My name is Chad. Today we got Drew, Matt, and Lewayne. Say hi, everybody. Hey. Hi, everybody. Hello. <laughs> 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 yeah, I'm clever. <laughs> Well, speaking of clever, today's movie, and that's not a segue. I didn't even actually think this movie was that clever, but I was trying to give it pat on the back now before I like tear it apart by the end of this episode. Uh, but today we watch Night's End, which is currently streaming on Shutter. It's uh an hour and 22 minutes. quick horror film. My quick take on it, it obviously shot during COVID because everybody's on a web camera. The basic plot is this man, he's, you know, divorced. He doesn't have a job, but he's got this web series going on. It kind of turns into something more when he realizes his apartment that he's currently living, living in is like haunted or spirit is possessing it. Maybe we don't know. And he ends up, you know, recording his interactions with whatever this presence is. And he becomes an internet sensation. And when I say internet sensation, just between like his four friends, he's super popular. We don't see anybody else digesting this stuff. Um, We just have to take his word for it, that it's super popular. Basically it's a haunted house story. I feel like the end was cool. I feel like the overall idea is good. I feel like the director did her best because I feel like the performances were good, even though the script sucked. Cause that's basically my biggest problem with this movie is I, all the pieces were there, but the script was so basic, especially cause it's just interaction between people on screen. It's been done before, but I feel like, you know, it's been done before. So try to at least make, meet that good baseline, you know, or improve upon it. Just Felt flat overall. Sorry, I'll stop talking.
2: So I think what what worked here and what I liked here is that they tried to they genuinely tried to, like, change up the formula and do something like um, I don't know if any of you have seen like a a movie called A Dark Song.
3: Sure. uh, I love that movie, Dark Song.
2: They try to involve... Something original and occult that's not just the standard ghost hunting mythology from a reality show and or supernatural. And I like that. That's the point in the movie's favor. I like that like there's some characterization here that this guy is OCD in some way or that he's very, very depressed. He is like taped off and tarped up a bunch of areas of his, you know, apartment and his food is all like like carefully packaged and monitored and 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 he's implied to be like and it's implied that these things had something to do with the the dissolution of his relationship right um and and so there's some stuff there and that does like his behavior early on and his um and he's also like trying different online lanes to see which one will catch a fire and get him some viewership and that all contributes to the fact that like I will give this movie credit for the first half of it. I actually did have some suspense as to if he was faking it on purpose. It was a phenomenon or he was uh, having some sort of uh, some sort of issue that would cause him to either fake it unbeknownst, kind of like a like a self-Munchausen thing or believe it to be really happening. And so, so there was some good buildup and some good atmosphere and some good ambiguity. I think they thought they could do a lot more with implication than they could. Like, like, I think they thought they didn't need to show an audience because they indicated that he was getting on this other bigger online stream and they didn't need to clarify what happened between him and his wife because it wasn't super germane in the end, you know? And, And I like the outline more than the, um and and the the photographic execution a lot more mm-hmm. than i like the execution of the script that's kind of where i and i really I, like i i did like there is a little twist at the ending that i think is kind of an interesting right. idea that was
0: I, cool mm-hmm. i had in my notes at one point you can't look away or you may miss a weird anomaly because i realized at one point wait did something just happen and then i had to go back and double check whether or not something happened because they start off with that did something fall over or whatever? And and so for a while, I'm like, well, this is kind of fun because it sort of fucks with your expectations and the tropes of like, you know, watching a, a, a haunting or a ghost hunters thing or whatever on a small screen. You're like, OK, so then this normal thing is going to happen and it's going to startle somebody. And oh, my God, it's a thing. And there was a there was a pretty lengthy period where I did go back and forth about whether anything was really going on. Because. Once he starts communicating with these experts on the supernatural, I was like, okay, so again, is something actually happening or is he just being fed this information that's being that's aggravating his possible mental disorder? And so for a while, I was at least along for the ride to figure out whether or not there was any reality to this.
2: There's a book that calls like the conspiratorial mindset. Like, uh, I think the phrase is milieus of credibility. Yeah. Where you see like a bunch of hacks and charlatans will get together and exchange credibility. Like like if you if right. ever been to like a holistic fair, um they they take turns waiting for the talking stick. They never go, tarot's not real. You need my crystals instead. It's like, oh wow, yeah, yeah. Your tarot practice could totally intersect with my crystal practice, right? Right. And, and I thought kind of it was neat that they introduced an element of that here where like these people are obviously a varying credibility that latch onto this guy.
3: Yeah. It does kind of feel like a scam a little bit for, for sure. But that's why I think that the ending works a little bit better when you maybe find out that it's, that it's not so much, but you know, that's, it, it is, it is kind of a cult kind of, zoom movie and you know with things like host out there that, that really nailed that and and had a had a premise that kind of worked with visual effects and made it a lot more interesting you know i, I feel like sometimes you're you're going to compare film like this to to to, to Host um but i was really excited to see something that jennifer readers Doing like her, her, her new film. And I was just, it looked, if you just feel, it feels like a COVID film. It feels like it's a little rushed. It feels like it was a script that was, uh, you know, not, not completely, um, done, but I, I loved her stuff and in, in the VH 94 segment. And I liked, uh, knives and skin quite a bit too. So I was excited to see, um, you know, her, her do something here, but it just, it didn't, it didn't, um, work for me. And it's also another title that has night in the title over the last like three or four, it's like over the last year, there's been f- probably four or five titles. So I'm, I'm just generally confused, but I'm sure people will find it on, on shutter and uh, people will watch it. I'm, I'm sure it'll be kind of mixed, but uh, yeah, for the most part, it was, it was, it was, it was okay to watch, but it's just kind of a, a, a mediocre thriller. That's all. But, but I, I do think that the, the ending does have an interesting idea. And if they got a if they had some time to play with it a little bit more, I think it could have been a little more substantial.
1: feel like, If they had a little bit more budget to actually show a bit more at the end Mm -hmm. there, I feel like the payoff would have been better. Like, I feel like overall I'd be a lot less critical of the entire piece because that, that, that last moment really before you figure out what's actually happened, it's just cutting back and forth to these different webcams like over and over and over again and just got so visually
2: boring i feel almost like they had planned more of that but then they saw the quality of effect when they when mm-hmm. they, the first time they executed it and we're like yeah no let's not let's let's not um let's get that on and off camera as quick as we can you know like a like a responsible 80s filmmaker <laughs> <laughs>
0: well you know chad you and i were talking before we started that this this feels exactly like something you knock out on a weekend right like and i don't necessarily mean that negatively i mean it, i i've knocked out movies on a weekend <laughs> I, i'm piecemealing a film together
1: right now out in la it's been going on for months like it, it does happen and there's mm-hmm. no shame in no especially nowadays there's no shame in doing it it's just i don't know in those moments the content the story really has to be on point then because everybody will forgive not showing a monster everybody will forgive an actress or an actor that sucked if the story is good and in this instance i just feel like the story didn't come close to the like you said earlier that the outline was great but the execution to get that outline just never happened
0: well and and that's just it like I've seen movies where I'm like, "Oh, you could probably knock this out on a couple of weekends at an Airbnb, but I'm a, I'm along for the ride because it's fun to watch." This one, I was just like, "Oh yeah, I could see how you could do this and this and this and really like literally on a weekend do these things." And it, it and I you don't your movie can have been that movie, but it it works better if it doesn't look like or feel exactly like You knocked it out on the weekend with a bunch of your buddies in Chicago who are all off work right now because of COVID. So let's throw this movie together.
1: If if they really wanted to play like the angle of him, like, do we think he's either losing his mind or is he telling the truth? The way they shot it was a classic schedule of like, all right, we're going to set the camera here. We're going to get all his, you know, medium wides looking at his uh, computer at an angle And we're going to shoot all the different scenes down the script and they never moved that camera. So even when the tension built up, that camera was still there. I feel like if they really wanted to play with our minds to see if he was really going crazy, they would switch it up, Uh, you know, move, move the camera freaking 50 degrees to the right to get a different over the shoulder perspective, like something. It just, it ended up looking repetitive and, thrown together only because they probably didn't have the uh the big crew that they probably wanted. And you know, it just had to get done because the longer we're on set, the more chances we have to get COVID. So it's like I, I don't want to be angry at this movie for not being great. Um, I just feel like in the places where they knew they were gonna have trouble, they should have beefed up the places they knew that could really help get rid of that
3: maybe that's why the camera work isn't isn't that dynamic because they're probably trying to turn it into kind of a found footage second screen type of uh, feel for you know for the movie
0: well and if it's your camera operator slash director and the actor then yeah the less you have to move stuff around the like i don't know how many people were there but everybody's in like small space well most of them are in small spaces you're not going to have a crew even if you have a crew available you're not gonna have a ton of people in there so if it really is just somebody operating the camera and potentially directing it the less you have to move the less setups you have the the less you have to to deal with that
1: yeah i mean you have a bigger crew you're able to do those big company moves I deal with it all the time where, you know, like, Hey, let's shoot all these 18 scenes. Like we don't have enough people to move the set and the lights around to do that. So we're going to cut this in half and move on. So, and again, I, I I get that. I just, that again, my, my ultimate complaint then is, then it needs to have a good story. I will watch anything that looks like shit. If the story is worthwhile,
2: you're doing this kind of movie, which is sort of a, a sub sub genre of found footage that's broken out over COVID like leaving it static is what most of us that work on zoom all day, what our lives actually look like. So you get the, there is, there is a verite to it, but at the same time it is super dull. And like someone, I can't remember, maybe it was Chapo trap house, but it was a critic that was talking about the newsroom versus the West wing. And they said, I thought the walk-in talks in West wing were silly until I watched the newsroom, which is essentially the same show but it doesn't have them and like no they do add a lot of dynamism you know but then you also get the the nutty um every found footage movie they're always trying to think of a good gimmick to move the camera then they always have to blow that five minutes on explaining the gimmick like oh look our sponsor gave us hat cameras (laughs) you know (laughs) so they can they can deepen the complexity and 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 hand wave away that it it no longer looks like it really would look which who wants to actually look at that right like if found footage movie was done with real security cameras you wouldn't even be able to make out anybody's faces
1: i don't know it's a short film there's not a lot to talk about there's no meat on these bones in my opinion to really break down any more than we have already so i think we should move into final thoughts and i'm going to pick drew
3: Okay, I'm I'm ready. I'm ready to go. Yeah, I was just I was a little disappointed by it. Um again, because I, I really like all the stuff that Jennifer Reader has done. And and uh I know that we we spent a lot of time talking about the making of the film instead of the actual film, and maybe that's indicative of you know you guys actually seeing that more because you're making movies and um but it's also because there wasn't a lot of there there for the actual um film. What I did like about it though is you know, you have you have a diverse cast and actually some black actors and it's not about that at all, which I really liked. It was there wasn't any social commentary about it. It was just like, hey, we, we can just we can just make this, you know, decent horror movie with with these characters and these actors and and we don't have to talk about it which i think is is progress where it doesn't have to be anything that's a result of jordan peele or something like that so it's just it's just more actors getting more jobs which i think is is is, is uh fantastic so for that I, I i definitely applaud it and want to see uh, more of that but yeah it's definitely you know kind of a, a rental i mean if you're if you're on shutter and you're gonna you're gonna click through that you're, you're probably gonna have an okay time with it if, if you're already subscribing to shutter you've seen movies like this before uh, which is fine but i i I would really say, keep your eye on Jennifer Reader and, and what she does next. And the fact that anybody was making a movie during, during all of this is, is already an accomplishment. But uh, in VHS 94, she had to kind of do the wraparounds and that, which is generally the hardest thing to do, I think, in, in a found footage kind of anthology. So I think she did a phenomenal job with that. And I, I, so I'm going to be looking at, to see what she uh, does next, but I was a little disappointed with this one. So um, I don't know, I'll give it, I'll give it uh, you know, two out of five spirit jars.
2: A frequent refrain of mine is that I wish there was a good market for novella length genre stuff mm-hmm. like this would have made um, a really good outer limits or, you know, like if it, if it could be compressed down to 45 minutes, which it could have been. I liked some of the because because we get this like wacky cast of like fellow ghost hunters that we we um for kind of spoiler reasons, we didn't uh, talk about too much earlier in the review, but uh, a couple of them are really fun characters, and uh, there is kind of a good twist within a twist here. I got over the uh, the fifty percent would recommend mark. If you have Shutter and you you're a you you know you've kind of burned through it, I would give this six out of ten times. I asked myself, why taxidermy? Why does anybody get into taxidermy?
3: It's still profitable, and you know some areas of the country.
2: I refuse to believe people get into taxidermy for for just the money. You have to <laughs> you have to love something about it <laughs> to to be like you know what my house needs a big tank of beetles.
3: It, it is funny that we haven't mentioned uh, Michael Shannon once in this. So, I mean, if you're, yeah, if, so if you're looking for some star power, yeah, the, the Michael Shannon does, uh, does does show up here, um, and it feels like you're talking to him over Zoom. It feels like you're almost having a conversation with him. So, that's 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 something.
0: Yeah, this this movie is fine. It's on shutter. Your investment is minimal, even in terms of your time. I mean, it's it's not going to hurt you to watch it. Um, the cast is pretty good. The characters are kind of there's some quirkiness to them that makes them entertaining uh, that maybe needs to be spread out a little bit. It kind of fucks around a little bit with some of the tropes and stuff that come with this sort of movie, at least enough that I remember making comments about it in my notes and stuff. So, I mean, there's, there's some good stuff here. I think it's just hampered by the circumstances of it. And I mean, I can't complain. I didn't get a feature film knocked out during all the lockdowns and stuff. So, I mean, you know, points on for that um i don't know how they got him but michael shannon's in it so that was cool i literally stopped and had to go look at imd i'm like oh my god is that really him yeah oh oh, all right i don't know how that happened but great um he's kind of fine the some of the other characters are goofy and entertaining this is better than right in the middle which would be like a 2.5 out of 5 for me so i'm gonna say like i don't know 2.75 out of five pieces of tape holding newspaper against the window drew you
1: brought up a good point and I, I recently just watched horror noir the documentary for the first time because i did the horror noir tv show i reviewed that and i promised myself i'd watch the documentary because i heard it was really good and it was and you're right it was great to have a diverse cast without having to address it like they were just there acting like they're supposed to so and, and that's why i like i'm not i don't want to bury this film too much because i do think the actors and actresses were good in this and i do think jennifer reader did a great job as well i i just think the script was weak overall but the good thing about horror movies is at least for me there's no such thing as like a truly bad horror movie like in the grand scheme of things i feel like all horror is bad to certain sects of the population like only people that like horror get horror and that's why i think it can be such a forgiving genre. Because the the stories are fantastical and weird, or crazy, scary, or gory. Even the worst of it, it's still like, well, hey, like I wouldn't see this, you know, normally. So fuck it.
2: Well, horror is the only horror is the only genre that can produce a beautiful train wreck like Frankenhooker,
1: or like Surf Nazis Must Die, or like like any slaughterhouse massacre, any of the stupid shit out there. Horror is such a good flexible genre and that's the thing you make subgenres within the genre so easily anyways we've talked enough about this film it's okay again it's on shutter if you got a subscription it, it's definitely worth a watch i definitely wouldn't say go to a theater and watch this uh i'll give it six out of ten cups of coffee mixed with pepto-bismol because apparently i have stomach ulcers and i don't go see a doctor to maybe get like a prescription to help with my stomach pains. I don't know May Although
2: he's unemployed, he probably doesn't have health insurance because we live in America. <sighs> Shouldn't be so hard on him. I also kind of think he did not believe in mainstream medicine. I also kind of think he was agoraphobic.
1: Yeah. For, for for straight up though, for the first like uh, 10 minutes of the film, I thought he was only drinking coffee and Pepto-Bismol until they finally showed like him making rice and beans. And, you know, he had a six pack of beer Over time, the more and more he he's not sleeping, he's drinking less coffee and he's just putting more Pepto Bismo in there instead
3: of the coffee. It's like, oh, I'm going to try coffee and Pepto tomorrow morning. I'll get back to you guys. I mean, let me know how chalky it tastes. I'm just
2: going to tell you and I'm not going to say how I know, but don't.